We want to start a new series about miracles. And the funny thing was, this morning we asked people online, do you really believe in miracles or do you need a miracle? More than 50% of the people that said, we don't believe in miracles anymore. That means sometimes when you speak about miracles, some people say, yeah, I need the miracles. Yes, I believe God is still able to do it. But then some people said, I have given up to believing that God still can do a miracle. And that's why I want to start with a thought. When God is doing a miracle, it creates a headline. Every miracle is like a headline on the newspaper. Like, for example, I was broke, now I'm running a company. Or I had no, no children, now we have seven children. Or I was single for 50 years, now boom, I have a wife. That's an amazing headline, right? But under every headline, there is a small footnote. And the small footnote means it's super small. And the footnote means that's my prayer. When I start to pray in the footnote, God will take care for the headline. Our job is the footnote. We pray, but God is in the position to make some headlines in our life, right? Yeah. Amen. I want to tell you a story about a family from America. They had a girl, a baby girl, a girl, and when she was six years old, she was diagnosed with polio. And here's a picture, and the doctor said she will never walk. And the mother and the family were super disappointed. When she was nine years old, she got a crunch, and she was able to walk because it was almost a miracle. When Wilma turned 12 years old, she could walk without crunches, and she played for the very first time basketball with his brothers. And every son saw she was super fast. And only four years later, when she was 16 years old, she ran in, in Australia for America's uh, running team, and she won the very first medal for America. Four years later, she was 20 years old. She ran in Rome, year 1960, and she won three gold medals, for America, and everyone was amazed about her amazing story. There is a footnote that nobody knows, actually. Wilma had a mom, she was a believer. And when she was diagnosed with polio, she said, God, I will not accept this sickness. And the mom prayed every single day for a miracle. She said, God, I pray, I believe, I will not get quiet until I see that my girl is able to walk and she walks faster than the wind can ever blow. Behind the, 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 the title is always a small footnote where people never see, often don't see, it's the prayer. And I know if I'm telling this story right now, I know how it is in a church. There are two groups of people. People say, yeah, 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 Pastor Leo, nice story, I love it, motivational speeches. We know some people in our church They prayed, they fasted, and they haven't seen the miracles, and they have given up believing that God still can do it, right? But the other half, they'll say, no, 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 Pastor Leo, we have received and experienced some miracles, and we still believe that God will do it. When you speak about miracles, there's always a tension in the room, a tension about the topic. And I want to tell you a story where you can see this tension in the life of Jesus Christ. Lazarus, the closest friend of Jesus Christ, And I want to read to you in John chapter 11, verse 3 and 6. So the sister sent the word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. I will say, Jesus, give me a break. <laughs> This is your closest friends. 
We learned about when your friends have a need, you run like Speedy Gonzalez. But Jesus chills the rabbit and she was still there. And then Lazarus died. And Jesus came four days later, he came to the grave and Lazarus was already dead. And Jesus is telling this story to say there are two kinds of people in the church. People, they believe in miracles and some people, they have given up. And check out the reaction of Martha is so profound and so deep. That's my point number one, the preventing faith. She said in John 11 verse 21, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She would say, Jesus, if you are around, if you holding your hands above my mom, my, my, my wife, my kids, my dog, my house, everything what I have on the own, those things will not happen. I think we pray that prayer all the time, right? I want to challenge you to pray that prayer. God bless me. Bless me today. Bless my wife, my kids. Bless everything. This is a right prayer. But listen to me. What if something happened even though you prayed for the protection of the Lord? I tell you a story. A week ago, I was um, very, very busy. We have, we have a lot of decisions to make in our church. And then when the weather is good, I take my Harley Davidson and drive for 10 hours, at least 10 hours to the Swiss Alps, just to think, to pray, because nobody can disturb me, only my Harley Davidson and me. So there was a small street by San Bernardino, a super small street. And in front of me was a car, and all of a sudden, um, a track came so fast, and the car in front of me, he stopped, and I stopped too. And it was only half a meter behind the car. In, in, he could not see me and he backed off the car. He came close to me and I had one second time to make a decision. I hold my Harley and I'm dead, or I jump from my Harley, I'm alive, but my Harley's dead. <laughs> and I jump from a brand new Harley, Fat Bob, Fat Bob brand new, because the German guy could not see me. And I smashed the bike and jumped it out and was still alive. And this was the moment that God, what is going on? I prayed this morning for a preventing blessing. God bless my journey today. Do you know what I'm talking about? Even though when you pray for a blessing and those things happening, you think, God, what's going on? And Job had the same thing in the Old Testament. He lost everything. And I want to uh, read that story from, from uh, Job in Job 1, verse 21 and 22. Here's the point. Naked I came from a mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken me. The, uh, give and take away, that's the song. In, his, in all of this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And that means when things are happening in your life and you prayed for the blessing of God, often we take the position of Job. Okay, God, I receive it. It's not okay, I don't like it but I try to have inner peace, I accept this. This is what Muslim people do. They say, it's, it's the wish of Allah. We say, oh, that's the perfect plan of God. We think that God has a perfect plan and God has prepared every single detail in your life. This is what I don't believe. I believe God has a clear goal. Psalm 23, I have a house for you, but the ways we go, you can go left or right, up and down. It doesn't matter, like in America, you have nine to 10 lanes, you can choose. And when things are happening, we get so frustrated, we don't think, God, where has been your protection? 
And a lot of people, they get very passive and it's nothing wrong, but you should not stay there. Martha started very passive. And check out, she jumped from being passive to being very active. She, she changed into the resurrection faith. She said in John 11 verse 22, <laughs> check this out. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. She said, Jesus, even though if Lazarus is dead, you can speak one word. And the resurrection power will take place right now. She changed from preventing faith, resurrection faith. And there's a lot of people, you don't understand what's the difference. You don't accept it because God and you, you have a relationship. And often you think, oh, God is the king and I'm just his servant. No, God has a relationship with you and me. And we have to learn to fight with God, argue with God. Because um, we, we read this at Bible, like Jacob said in the Old Testament, God, I will, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he said, God, now you have a problem because I will not let you go until you bless me. We have to fight with certain areas in our life until we see a breakthrough. Amen? I want to give you a very simple uh, illustration, actually, what it means to fight with God. So, this is sugar, and we eat way too much sugar. Sugar is not healthy, sorry. It's sweet, but it will kill you. This sugar is a picture of all your challenges in your life. Maybe you are sick, maybe you have a depression, maybe you're going to a divorce, maybe you lost your job. Whatever you're going through, this is representing right now your issues. It's okay? The water is like the word of God. God has given us so many promises. In the wounds of Jesus Christ, we are healed. God is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end and the first and the last. This is the word of God. And faith, faith means I take my issue, I take my challenge, and I... Just keep it into the Word of God. Check out what happens. A reaction takes place. And now the Word of God and my issues are somehow melting, starts to blend. And what I do, I proclaim the goodness of God. I mix it. I stir it up. I will not give up because I have a God of signs and miracles and God hasn't changed the way He is. I mix it. I stir. I proclaim I speak out because the word of God is my foundation and God is not a liar. I mix, I stir. I mix, I stir. I mix, I stir. I mix, I stir. And all of a sudden, check out what happens. A blending takes place. And now you cannot see anymore what is the beginning and the end. And something has changed into a transformation miracle. And this is my point, dear friends. We need the word of God and keep the word of God in my brain. My brain is saying, oh, maybe God heals. I'm not sure. Maybe God is healing other people. You start as thoughts in your mind and I take the word of the Lord, put it in my brain and I stir it, proclaim it for so long until I see a transformation miracle in my life. Can I hear an amen? The strongest amen I ever heard. A lot of people, they just give up mixing, stirring. Don't accept it because God can do amazing miracles. Isn't that amazing? So I want to I wanna speak about something now where a lot of people, they don't speak about it. Because often we just accept what happens in our lives because we believe in God. But there are so many stories where men and women changed the will of God. 
Do you know that? For example, Moses in the Old Testament, when God was saying, I will destroy my whole people. I am fed up. I have enough. And God came to Moses and said, Moses, I will kill my whole entire people. Moses said, I'm your closest friend. You have chosen me. You have called me to be a leader. If you do that, kill me too. I don't want to be your partner anymore. And because of Moses, God changed his plans and minds. Do you know that? You can change actually God's minds and God's plan. Abraham, Sodom and Gomorrah, God said, I want to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said, God, you cannot do that. You are merciful, God. You love the people. You have created those people. And Abraham said, God, what if I find 50 righteous people? God said, oh, go ahead. If you find 50 people, I will not do it. It goes down to 10 people. Then Abraham said, God, what if I find 10 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah? Then God said, if you find 10 people, I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. This is a relationship where you lean in, where you fight and you don't give up. Jonah, for example, said, God, I know you. You come and you announce your judgment, but in the end of the day, your heart is so soft because you love the people. Do you know that you can change the way of God if you fight, if you stir, if you mix, if you blend, if you don't give up? This is the active faith in our life where often people say, oh, you know that song? And it's not my song because I believe in fighting. I believe you have a strong relationship with Jesus Christ. And here is a story about a king in the Old Testament. A prophet came and announced to him, you will die. That's not a, a nice prophet, right? In 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1b and 2, put your house in order because you're going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. He could say, okay, preventing faith doesn't work. Resurrection faith, maybe. And check out what he did, verse 3. He said, remember, Lord, I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. He was saying, God, when you had a need, I helped you out. God, remember, he said to God, remember, I was your best partner. I was your best king. Have you ever prayed like this? God, remember, Leo, it's Leo. I'm your best partner. I helped you out. Often God remembers us about the goodness, but now he remembered God what he did. <laughs> and his skin was weeped bitterly. Verse 5 and verse 6. God said, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. And on the third day from now on, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. And I will add 15 years to your life. Come on, can I hear an amen? It's not like, okay, God, like Job, you take and give away. Or Martha, if you will be here, that will not happen. They changed into the resurrection faith. Whatever you're going through right now, God can restore. God can do a miracle again and again and again and again. If I don't give up and I stir and I mix and I stir and I mix, I'm not giving up. So, how can you receive true prayers when you stir and mix a miracle? 
There are two ways actually, which I wanna end because you hear that story, you take your issues, you put it in into the Word of God, you mix and not giving up, but there are two very practical ways how you can receive a miracle through prayers. The point number uh, one is, pray expectantly to the Father with my wish list. What is a wish list? A wish list comes in Matthew chapter six, verse seven to eight. I love the Bible list. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Check this out. I have two sons, and if my son that asked me, Daddy, if I'm turned 20, I would love to do this and that, I say, I hear you. I love you. I will do everything in my power to fulfill your dreams and desires, right? This is what a mom and a dad is doing. And God is saying, just share your dreams and your desires to the Lord. Yeah. I want to challenge you to do the, the following things. Write down my wish list. For example, I want to have health. I want to have a partner. I want to have a good job. I need a home, like a villa, a tent, a camping ground, whatever. I want to have kids. How many kids? Two or 12? Cars, etc., etc., etc. Now you just write down all your desires and don't limit the desires if it's right or wrong. It can be fleshly desires. Let God judge what is the best for you. I wrote down on my list, I want to own the Maladives. <laughs> Why not? Maladives has a space of six years, then the water is going up, then over. Or I wanna have, I wanna own my own uh, soccer team. Do you know that? I have never told you that. I would love to own my own team, soccer team. I would love to build a stadium, and I would love that my team is playing in the Champions League, Leo Bigger team. I never spoke about that. This is one of my, my dreams on my wish list. But now God has called me to be a pastor, it's almost the same. Just kidding. <laughs> I wrote down, I wanna, I wanna own, I don't wanna own one house, I would love to own houses, it's true. I wanna build an apartment with 20, 30 apartments because a real man owns apartments. Now I wrote down many things, it's fleshly. I don't say it's the will of God. A wish list means just write down your longings, desires. It doesn't matter what it is. But the problem is by wish list, there is a date, a date, a specific date when God makes a decision when it comes to fulfillment. And the challenge is, and I'll tell you why our prayer life is so boring. Just be honest for a moment, check out your own prayer life for a moment, it's also online. What we do every morning, we repeat the wish list all the time. God, I need a partner, Monday. Tuesday, God, here again, I need a partner. Wednesday, God, I need a partner. God is saying, why do you repeat all the time? I'm not stupid, I'm your father. I don't have to repeat things again and again to my wife, to my kids, yes, but not to my wife. And God is saying, I know it. You brought to the wish list, it's, I get it. I know when comes the right timing. And the most prayer are getting so boring, you're praying again and again and again and again for the same wish list, and then it gets very boring because you haven't seen those things were fulfilled. A brother, Andrew, an amazing guy, he wrote down, 
our prayers have turned into a long-winded repetition of wish list instead of exciting conversation of strategic meetings with the Lord of the universe. He's saying if you repeat this again and again and again and again, no wonder your prayer life is so boring. Because when you pray for the partner, God will say, there are eight billion people, what's the problem? Make a decision. Yeah, be faithful. So the wish list is just the starting point of receiving a miracle. But you change from a wish list into God's strategy. In God's strategy, it's different because you can read it in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You wish and you desire right now speak to me. If you prayer doesn't scare you. If the prayer you pray doesn't scare you, it will scare the devil also not. If you're not, not scared about your own prayers, the devil will say, I like your prayers, but they're so soft and so sweet. Prayer is never the last resource, it's the first response. If I work, I work. If I pray, God works for me. And here's the point. You have to make decisions. Either I choose to be, have a comfortable life, or I want to grow. And growing means, and here's the key, I bring my wish list to God all the time, once or twice, and then I ask God, what's on your heart right now? If you pray every single morning, God, what's on your heart? God will give you a topic, it's not on the wish list, and you are like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen that coming. And the biggest problem about hearing the voice of God, it's not that God is speaking, it's I am so full of too many things. And here's a story about the farmer. He had a watch and he lost the watch in the straw. And he asked a lot of people, I lost my watch in the straw. I cannot find the watch anymore. He said, if, if you find my, my watch, my clock in the straw, you, you get something. And 10 young people, they went in and they looked all over and they could not find the clock. Then a young girl came an hour later and said, I have an idea. I know exactly how I can find your clock. She walked in and she sat down and she closed her eyes. And after 50 minutes, she stood up, walked into the straw and she found the clock. And the farmer said, how in the world have you done that? She said, I listened to the clock like... When I hear it, I know where the clock is. Isn't that crazy? So often we are so eager to know what is the will of God and we're so nervous. We're doing thousand things. Instead of sitting down every morning, I close my eyes and say, Jesus, in my prayer time, what is on your heart for today? You cannot live from the anointing from yesterday. You cannot live from the manna bread from yesterday. Every single day, God gives you a fresh bread, a fresh anointing, a fresh power of the Holy Spirit, right? Too often, we're living from the miracles we ex experienced a week ago. Miracles which happened already gives you the stability and the faith. God can do it again. And you have to learn to live every single day with the Lord. Take time with the Lord. God, what is on your heart for today? And that keeps your prayer life 
moving, fresh, exciting, on fire, because you never know what comes next. And when you do that, you will experience miracles after miracles after miracles. For example, I asked the Lord some days ago, what is on your heart? And I heard a word, marriage, 2003, 23. I said, God, my marriage is awesome. I'm doing good, and I'm doing good, and my wife is doing good too. I heard the word marriage, 2023. I have never thought about marriage, 2023 in my life. And God said, I want to do something new in your marriage you have never done before. That came out of a prayer moment. I said, oh my gosh, now we have a new project. That means you I pray differently, I look to my wife differently, I treat her differently because there's a project. And man's we love project, right? But this came out of the blue, marriage 2023. Or another thing like digital. God said, take care for digital, I hope I write it right correctly. Digital said, now you have to be in the lead of the digital world of our church. I don't like digital. I don't like computers. If I turn on the computers, it doesn't work. I have a gift. Whatever I touch, it doesn't work. I thought it's a computer. My wife said, no, it's not a computer. It's always you. I want to say to you right now, if you want to experience miracle, ask God every single day, I need a fresh anointing. I need a fresh move. I need a fresh manner. What is on your heart right now? And if you do this, you have new prayer requests to God. And this keeps your life. Now listen, the Bible says, if you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he will add everything unto you what is good for you. Don't take too much care for the wish list more. God, I'm a vessel. I'm listen and what's on your heart. And then you will experience miracles you have never seen before. Amen. Can you stand for a moment live? Online microchurches. I want to ask you right now, what, is, um, what kind of a challenge do you face right now? It's like the sugar. Maybe you're going through a rough season. Maybe you need a financial miracle, a family miracle, a health miracle, provision miracle, whatever it is. What we want to do when we sing the next song, we pour out my challenge into the Word of God. Water is like the Word of God. And if I do that, I start to proclaim. I start to stir. I start to mix for so long until the transformation takes place. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Father God, here I am. You know all my challenges in my life. I will not give up. If you are my God, whom I serve, which I love from the bottom of my heart, I pour out right now my challenge, my issues into the Word of God. And I believe right now, as I speak, as I proclaim it, if I confess it, a transformation miracle takes place right now. I believe in the resurrection power right now. After four days, you resurrected Lazarus from the dead. 
and it was life again. The band will sing a song and you can close your eyes for a moment. Just close your eyes. Just receive that song as a statement. I still believe. closing your eyes we wrote that song for you guys we, we spoke about a miracle series and our worship team they have wrote, written a new brand new song it's like a prophetic song for you guys here's the line I still believe there's a lot of people you have given up believing you have given up stirring you have given up mixing you have given up to pouring your problems into the Word of God and tonight, this is what we do. We pour out and say, we still believe in the transformation power. And this is the position we believe and we stir and we mix until I see the miracle takes place. That's why lean in, sing that song as a prophetic song. Whatever you're going through right now, God hears you, God sees and God recognizes everything. Come on, church. Let's lean in. Let's lean in. Come on. I still believe. challenge can I ask you as a favor as a pastor can you fill out the next week my wish list can you do that for me for a moment when you're at home just be honest all your desires all your dreams just write it down it, it cannot be too big if you say I want to own the whole world write it down 
doesn't matter, just write it down. Because God is my Father. It doesn't matter if I'm from a flesh, it's my ego, it doesn't matter. God will solve it. God has to do anyhow a miracle, but write it down. Don't limit in your thinking what God can do in your life. My list is pretty full. There's so many things on the list. It's actually a book. And then, this is what we want to do right now. What is God's strategy right now? What is on God's heart right now for your life? I want to pray with you guys because I believe when we take a moment, when we ask the Holy Spirit to speak, what is God's will? He will speak. That's the cool thing. God speaks. He likes to talk. He's a talker. Yeah. So I want to pray first for those people. If you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, you feel far away. You have given up believing or you feel like distracted. I want to pray with you to make Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior online microchurch and life. Let's close our eyes for a moment and I want to pray a prayer. If this is you, just repeat the prayer with me. Then say, Dear Jesus, thank you so much for my unique life. Please forgive me all my sins and failures. I receive your forgiveness. I make you as my Lord and Savior. Lead me and guide me. Please bless me and protect me. I want to be used forever. And the Bible says when you pray this prayer, you're forgiven. Your name is written in the book of life. You belong to the family of God. Can we give those people, whoever prayed, a big round of applause? Because it's always courage if you do that right now. Come on. So, now let's have the moment. Are you ready? That's the most scary prayers. Say, God, here I am. What's on your heart? This is what is on your heart. But this is what is on God's heart. Holy Spirit, we want to ask you as the body of Christ. I want to ask you as the Son and God, Son and daughters of Jesus, what is right now on the heart of God? And He will speak right now. And that I want to write down. And this becomes the strategy for today. And maybe for tomorrow. Let's God speak to you right now. tell you why I do this all the time giving space for the Holy Spirit because you don't follow me don't follow me follow Jesus we made the decision to follow Jesus Christ and I'm only a vessel all the worship we are only a vessel to help you guys helping me to hear God we have decided Jesus Christ is my boss right that's why I love those moments when he speaks to you and not me
And whatever God has spoken to you right now, just take that word, write it down, and make that to your strategic prayers. So let's worship Jesus, because when we do that, together, the atmosphere is changing, and miracles takes place right now. This is what I believe. Healing takes place right now, because when the presence of the Lord is here, miracles takes place. Let's lean in. Come on, church. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye